Opening up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag on this Wednesday episode and taking a look at the undefeated teams, six of those, and the winless teams. There are seven. We will rank the 2-0 teams and the 0-2 plus a couple of 0-1-1 teams in the NFL after two weeks. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. LinkedIn Jobs sponsoring today's show. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked On NFL. And by the way, hello to everybody, although new viewers on all of the streaming platforms. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube to the Locked On NFL channel. That is where you can find Peacock and Williamson and, of course, all the other great shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network and a lot of familiar folks tweeting at us. We've got some questions from uh, Twitter at the end of today's show. But first, Matt, let's take a look at now after two weeks of the NFL season. We've got some teams that are doing pretty well, got some teams that are not doing so hot, not off to a great start. A lot of teams in the middle. We're going to skip skip those teams in the middle. If you have a, a win and a loss, we're not talking about you today. We're talking about the winless and the undefeated teams in the NFL. And let's rank those teams, Matt, starting with the 2-0, and the six franchises that started out 2-0 and so far this season. Yeah, I thought this would be kind of a fun exercise is, you know, let's rank them how much we trust them to maintain this pace. You know, there, there are six of them that are 2-0. and They are Tampa, the Giants, the Eagles, Buffalo, Miami, who square off against each other this week, and Kansas City. So who are we most confident that will maintain this pace? I'm not saying they're going to be 17-0, and but they're going to maintain – what they're doing in terms of wins and loss. I think Buffalo has to be one. They're one. They they started out yeah, one this yeah. year. They've just torn apart two op- opponents. They look scary on offense and defense. Buffalo Bills, easy number one. Okay. Um, we agree on that. I have Kansas City, two. Yes. Yeah. Kansas Agreed. City's got to okay. be two. Uh, th- uh, there was just a little bit of trepidation going into the season. No Tyreek Hill. What's it going to look like? Right. Obviously, Pat Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. Andy Reid. They've got pieces on both sides of the ball. Good offensive line. I uh, like that they're running the ball. Maybe a little bit of a new look, but still just as scary of a football team. And off to a nice 2-0 and start. And really, any worries I had about the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs maybe, you know, entering a little bit of a new era under Patrick Mahomes. Uh, no worries at all anymore. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be there in the end, clearly, and have an opportunity to be maybe the team that that lasts the longest without losing the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like they are undefeated while figuring it out, you know, which is a wonderful place to be. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of teams that are trying to figure out what are we in 2022. I'm not sure the Chiefs 100% know, but in the meantime – they don't have any losses and they have a blowout victory as well as a huge win in the division over the Chargers. So they're really in good shape. And I absolutely trust coaching staff and quarterback to no end. 
This is where it starts to get a little bit more difficult, but I think we might agree on number three being the Philadelphia Eagles just because of wow. how good they've looked two weeks in a row. I put Philadelphia over Tampa, Miami, and Buffalo here. How do you have number three? I also have the Eagles. I thought you might go Tampa. Um, I'm a little worried about Tampa. We'll get to them in a minute. Um, I really like where the Eagles are at. I think I said this yesterday. It was after the Monday Nighter. I regret not picking them as my Super Bowl champ. I was simply a coward. Uh, I think they're really good on both sides of the ball. Hertz has made progress. We did a, uh, a Locked On Dynasty that will air today. And we were talking about who's the number three receiver in the dynasty world. Jefferson and Chase are way above everybody else. Right now, Cup is going three. But I even said, I think I'd take A.J. Brown. I mean, the usage, the future he has in front of him still, I think I would take him over any receiver for fantasy with the exception of those top two, Chase and Jefferson. That's I mean, a there's tough so one. many. This is a really hard conversation. I didn't yeah, plan on throwing into the bus. I mean, Waddle and Cup and Adams and Tyreek. I mean, there's tons of them. There's tons of them, and I, I still know about the volume, but that's kind of what I like about the Eagles right now. You don't have to have yeah. one guy that feeds everything. You've got a quarterback that's making plays with his legs. He's getting better and better as a, a passer, and he's got all the weapons to help him out. And look, we've seen the – if you're a, an NFL franchise, a GM, a head coach, and you're you're starting things over like if you're the Chicago Bears for example you think you've got your right. quarterback you've seen it with the Bills now we're seeing it with the Eagles go get that quarterback some weapons like spend all of your hundred million dollars right. right on offensive line and wide receivers if you're the Bears this offseason like go help them out yeah. you've seen how much how important it is and we're seeing it now in year three with with uh with Tua we're seeing now in year three with uh with Jalen Hurts both those quarterbacks currently undefeated yeah, go trade for Stefan Diggs or Tyree Kill or Adams. I mean, Adams is different because his quarterback didn't need to help as much. But, yeah, it's a right. great point. And the Bears are a perfect Bell. example. Yeah. Now, go get them. So, Philly three. I I put the Miami Dolphins four, Matt, over the Tampa Did you? Bay Bucks. So, the Dolphins for me this year are what the Philadelphia Eagles were for you. And I almost, I'm, I'm mad at myself for not picking them a little bit higher. Uh, I had the Philly... Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles as a wild card and the Miami Dolphins as a wild card. Now the Dolphins have to do business with the Buffalo Bills in the division. So they would still be in that wild card scenario. Um, I'm all in on the Philadelphia Eagles as the NFC East champs without Dak and Dallas. Uh, and even with another two and O team right now in the New York giants in the East, but I love what I'm seeing from the Miami Dolphins. We already knew they could play defense and they haven't changed the scheme much there. Uh, but the offense is just dynamic. Six touchdowns for two of a really smart, person in Mike McDaniel running the offensive side of things now and all of that speed uh that's a scary team to play right now and maybe they'll come back down to earth and teams will start to figure them out but right now I would not I would not want to walk in and play the Miami Dolphins I had no hesitation putting the Eagles three four versus five here Tampa and Miami is really hard for me so I guess it depends on what's the question being asked I mean if they played today I would pick Miami. I think they're the better team right this minute. But it's, I think I phrased it of who you're most confident in. And I just have to say Brady. You know, I mean, Brady versus Tua to me. I understand the six touchdowns. He's looking great, all those things. But their stratosphere is away at this point. There's a lot of bad things going on with Tampa, though. I mean, third offensive tackle, rebuild offensive line. They're so four-net heavy now on offense because of the receiver and O-line issues. You know, Brady's getting the ball out remarkably quick is Evans going to be suspended it sure looks like it Godwin Julio who's playing who isn't but confidence I will put the Bucks over Miami 
And I think you have to note that I think Tampa's probably had the best defense in the league thus far. Yes, their defense is good. You have Tom Brady, yeah. so the other stuff they'll get figured out, hopefully, and be a healthier team in week 15 than they are in week three. So, yeah, that, that's a good point. Today, tomorrow, if they play Miami Dolphins, second half of the season, yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I would buy that argument if you would say that they're going to be the better team. So uh, more of a, a projection with Tampa to see where they where they end up. But, man, they there's some questions there. Um, so that means the... And you have the Tampa. Giants are distant last, of course. So for this, I mean, you can make up your own rules, but did you, yeah, take, right. Miami or Tampa? Did you take Miami or Tampa, Matt? I took Tampa because okay. the way I phrased it was who you're most confident in. Okay. However, if you guys remember in the preseason, I said over and over that I thought either the Rams, Packers, or Bucks, one of them was going to fall apart this year to some degree and come back mm-hmm. and not be a contender. And maybe it's all three. But it looks like the Bucs could be that team just in terms of luck and age and suspensions and injuries. And, you know, the Buccaneers are already teetering. Like we saw Baltimore Ravens last year. One more big injury. Right. You start losing to football games if you're Tampa, especially if it's Brady or maybe start losing someone really important on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And right before we did this, I went and just checked turnover differential. They're plus four. They're at the top of the league. Actually, Jacksonville's top top, plus five. They're number one. Um And it just made me think, yeah, I'm sure Brady won't turn the ball over, but they're reliant on defense and turnovers right now to be 2-0. That's not as stable as relying on Mahomes and Reed and Allen and, you know, all those, you know, those type of things. You know, what if they have two defensive injuries and it goes from the number one or two defense to 10? You know, then, you know, they are fragile. New York Giants coming in six out of the 2 and sure. teams here. Probably not much of a surprise. They only have a plus four uh, d- point differential on the season. So they've only won their two games by a, a, by a total of four points. To put that into perspective, a team like the Atlanta Falcons, who's played a couple of close games against teams that everyone thought they were better, that was better than them coming into the year, they only have a minus five point differential. So uh, to be honest with you, the Falcons, who most people think are one of the worst teams in the league, and the New York Giants, there's not a huge difference there. And if no, they played no. 100 times, it might be 48 and 52. Um, <laughs> You know, but I do like, again, with both of those franchises, I think you feel good about how they're playing and how they're competing, even if they're not quite ready to be that team. I think more talent on the New York Giants than the Atlanta Falcons, which is the difference in the 2-0 and versus the 0-2. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brian Dable, I think you have to be really excited about that hire if you're the Giants. So, you know, that's good news. Are they going to remain undefeated for a while? Probably not. Yeah, and it's funny because I threw out, hey, we're probably going to do Twitter Tuesday on Wednesday. And we got a great question, and might we have to bump that to like the first segment next week about all these really bad teams are playing good. What do you think about that? You know, and the Giants in Atlanta, like you just said, are a great example. I love that question. I don't know if we have enough time to give that the proper attention today, but that's a really good conversation to me. I have some thoughts. I can give you the short answer, and that's that they hired new coaches that might have been good hires. So that that's, I think that's a big piece probably, of it. Yeah. Raising the floor a little bit with that is a big part of it. But yeah, maybe we'll have to dive into that one a little bit further on another episode. Next, the winless teams in the NFL will rank those seven teams in 2022 and hit some more of your Twitter questions on this Wednesday mailbag uh, episode of Peacock and Williamson. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and 
for free. All you got to do is create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond of the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. I'm on LinkedIn. Matt's on LinkedIn. Everyone you know is on LinkedIn, right? Why not utilize that platform to find the right folks to hire? All you do is add the job to your purple hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Taking a look, Matt, at these 0-2 teams and a couple of 0-1 and 1 teams, how do you rank these seven? And I want to start with the two teams that are 0-1 and 1 because the Indianapolis Colts are a team that we didn't expect to be here. Um, The Houston Texans are a team that we probably did expect to be here. And right now, if I watched, if I had to bet on these two teams to play each other, um, I think they're. I think that oh one and one record spells it out. Like I don't. I don't know yeah. if the Colts are good or the or the Texans are bad and the Colts are bad. Like I, I don't know what to think about some of these teams on the zero and two bracket. Some of them, like the Bengals, I know are going to turn it around. Some of the others, it's hard to see. Yeah. Um. I think the Jags are the best team in the AFC South, and that might be all you need to know about the other three. They are the only team with a with a plus on this list point differential. They have a plus yeah. eighteen. All the other teams in the division are, are on the negative side of points. Uh, they completely shut out the Colts, who we both picked to win the right. AFC South. The Jaguars haven't played great either. Even the game they won twenty four nothing, I wasn't super impressed by it. Blow your so, doors off. Like, right. This is one of those like who wants to win the division? I'm not sure if any of them do. So let's phrase this one this way. What are you most confident that they will turn things around or get out of this? I think since he has to be yeah. one, right? Oh, it's, it's the Bengals. It's the Bengals. Yeah, they played yeah, yeah. so bad. They're not that bad of a team. And maybe they're not the AFC representative in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, maybe it all came together just right for them. And, and look, they weren't like the one seed going into the playoffs either. But they had, they had a nice little run and that happens. And maybe a little Super Bowl loss hangover, which tends to happen. For whatever reason, I'm not sure what it is, but they're too talented to have played as bad as they played so far. And especially on the offensive side of the ball, 37 points in two games, they're gonna they're gonna start putting some points up on the board. Yeah, I expect Burrow to get back to being a Pro Bowl type quarterback. I have a lot of questions about this coaching staff, and I do think the lack of work in the preseason has hurt this team as much as any. Um, and everyone's worried about the rebuild O line. I get that. Burrow's a sack guy. I mean, he holds the ball too long. And you don't play Micah Parsons and TJ Watt every week, you know? Right. That's a good point. Yeah, you know. that is a very good point. Looking at the the Titans and the Colts. I, oh, I real, say, real close. Since he's also minus four in turnover differential, like they'll get close to zero yeah. and, you know, even things out a little bit. Ball bounce their way. A couple yeah. of close games. They're only minus six in, in point differential, too. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of actually close losses for these teams over the course of the first few weeks of the season. I talked about how the Bengals have only scored, scored 37 points. How about the Titans only 27 and the Colts only 20? 
But at least 20 of those came in one game for the Colts. So uh, big questions on offense with both of those teams. Derrick Henry, is he done? Was that the end of it last year when he got hurt? And now it's old Derrick Henry. and He's not going to be that guy anymore. And with the Colts, there's just not a lot of weapons. Maybe they upgraded a quarterback. They have a more trustworthy leader at quarterback in Matt Ryan. But who's he going to get the ball to aside from Jonathan Taylor? That's it. Yeah. And again, I think turnover differentials big when you're looking at two game samples like this as well. Colts are minus four. Titans are minus three. Neither one of those is my second team, though, that I'm picking to turn things around. I think the Raiders are better than those guys in terms of ability to get back on track. I mean, that that Arizona loss could have real. I mean, they might they're, they're very close to not even being on this list. You know, it's funny is. I can buy that argument that the Raiders maybe are a better team if there was a three-team tournament between the Raiders, the Colts, and the Titans. Mm-hmm. But I would by far put the Titans and Colts ahead of the Raiders in a team that's going to make the playoffs this year. It's oh, a- without question. Yeah. I mean, because their path is question, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. harder for them to win games. So record-wise, I don't know if it'll show out. But, yeah, I wouldn't argue with you if you put the Raiders ahead. I, I don't know if I would necessarily put them clearly ahead. I think those three mm-hmm. teams are all so similar. And I'm not super high on any of them right now. No, I'm not either. There's they're in bad places right now, especially the Colts and the Titans, which I kind of saw coming on the Titans. That's looking as bad or worse than I expected. They're another one that I just don't like how they're built. I mean, I think that they're old and very Henry reliant. And what do you run for 20 yards or something? They can't play from behind. The mm. Matt Ryan experience is not looking good so far in Indy. But they didn't have Pittman and really were short on weapons. Uh, They always get beat in Jacksonville for whatever reason. You know, they need to get like Leonard back. So I I rank them Bengals, Raiders, Colts, Titans, because I think the other three kind of stand alone as bad teams, you know. Okay, I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, it's what one other note here about the Colts is they get Matt Ryan. Then Carson Wentz goes to Washington's throwing four touchdowns in a game. Right, man. Sometimes it's not always an upgrade, you know? The Colts might be cursed. They might be cursed at quarterback now. It's like some Andrew Luck weird curse happened, and, and Ryan Grigson, like his his sins uh, for not drafting offensive linemen is, is going to go punished even further into other regimes. I don't know what's going on with the Colts right now, but uh, yeah, I expected a lot more. So I'm going to put the Colts too, just because okay. I still believe. And then probably the Raiders, just because I like the pass rush. I like the weapons on offense and the Titans. If Henry's not going to be a guy, then sorry, but uh, it's, it's, yeah, no, no uh, they've already lost Harold Landry on defense. Right. So you're, you're just, they're just limping already to start the season. So side question, if mm-hmm. you had to repick the AFC South division winner, who would you pick right now? I would take the Jaguars because Ooh, I, I would think they're, I don't think they're that much less talented and they just have a, a lead. So I'll take the I'll take right, the extra right. game. I'll have, I'll take the extra game lead they have and two games. Yeah, well, the extra game lead they have on some teams right now. Yeah, that was my thoughts too. Is uh, I think they maybe the most talented roster. I mean, just on paper or not too far off. And you what know, they could be. And- like, Trevor Lawrence is going to keep getting better. This is yeah. a, a new co- a new uh coach and some new weapons and in this team still coming together. You could you could argue that they're going to be a lot better uh, just from naturally progressing through the season than even right. project the Colts or the Titans or the Raiders to become. Agreed. hundred percent agreed. Um, so we're kind of in agreement that the Bengals stand alone, whatever order you want to do Colts, Titans, Raiders, they're the tier two of the winless. I, I think we're all in agreement there. 
Mm-hmm. I'm really down on the Titans, so. I am too. Yeah, I, yeah. I have it. I have it. Colts, Raiders, Titans. You have it. Raiders, Colts, Titans. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like if you look at EPA or anything like that for the Titans, they're the worst in the league for everything. I think the team that I had some hope for that is disappointing me the most is the Carolina Panthers. Me too. And I don't know if I can put them behind the Falcons or the Texans, but the Panthers just look aimless. And uh, I, you know, I know Mike McCarthy might, you know, especially with the Dak injury. You're looking at the uh, the the Vegas lines here that we'll talk about in a second for coaches. Mike McCarthy leapfrogged Matt Rule. I think Matt Rule after two weeks might have re leapfrogged McCarthy. At least McCarthy <laughs> made a got strong a case with a backup quarterback. And uh, you know, I, I think the GM's got to go along with Matt Rule in Carolina too. Yeah, I, I had them fifth. I had them ahead of the Falcons and Titans just because they have better players. But my trust factor is not high at all, and I feel foolish for saying things like, "Hmm." I can picture a world where the Panthers win nine, maybe even 10 games if they get a bounce and sneak in as a seven seed in a bad NFC. They're so far from that right now. And Baker looks terrible. Uh, to that listener question, though, earlier, and, and these teams have all been competitive in those two games, at least. They, they didn't, yeah. they, they, all three, all six, or no, all five of the losses, because there was a tie with the Titans. Obviously, that was a close game. Um, they've all been pretty close games. You know, one score, they, they yeah. haven't been blown out either. So they've been competitive. Uh, just roster wise, if you had to guess who is going to be, um, I, I think the Panthers still I would put ahead of those two teams, and um, yeah. probably Falcons than Texans, maybe. That's what I did too. Yeah, uh, I mean, so this is a different question, but it, if we were doing power ranks to the, the listener question, I don't know who I'd put thirty-two. You know, like there's not a team; it's just been whoa, they're so much worse than everybody else out there. I, I'm you open know, to the fact that maybe it's the Bears, but I don't know. Maybe the Texans, just because the division they're in, have an opportunity to win more games than the Falcons. So if we're looking at it from that way, yeah. I would probably put the Texans, Texans maybe ahead of both the Panthers and the Falcons. Maybe. Yeah. And just in terms of end of year, what it looks like on the, the scoreboard or on the, the record sheet, possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wheels could totally fall off in Carolina. I don't right. think the wheels are going to fall off in Tennessee or Atlanta. I just think they're going to be plucky, feisty, whatever you want to call them, yeah. and feisty you know, lose a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, one thing that would absolutely help this team, uh, they haven't used their best player yet this year, hardly, Matt. Uh, we have a question about right. Kyle Pitts. Or is it time to get worried about him? What if he was utilized and had a touchdown in any of those games? They might have won if they're the, uh, for, for the Atlanta Falcons. So maybe there is some more upside there for that Falcons team this year, being more than just plucky. And the rest of our mailbag questions on this Wednesday episode of Peacock and Williamson. BetOnline is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. A lot of live movement we've seen with some prop bets, some season-long bets at BetOnline due to uh, the happenings in the first two weeks. Talked about how Mike McCarthy leapfrogged Matt Rule. Uh, Matt Rule might leapfrog Mike McCarthy again sometime soon for the first coach to get fired. How about this? The new leader in the clubhouse, Matt, for coach of the year? Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, tons of MVP changes. Josh Allen still the number one uh, choice for MVP for betters around the NFL. You can bet on not only the NFL, but tons of other sports, Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf. NBA is going to get going here, NHL. So go to Bet Online. It is your continued source for all your sports wagering and information this season, including live betting and esports and all your scores. 
So be informed when you make those bets. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's start with that question about the Atlanta Falcons young tight end Kyle Pitts. And uh, I want to, I'm going to, I'm really interested to hear what you say about this, Matt, because I have the same question here because I have a lot of stock in Kyle Pitts in my fantasy league. And um, the question is at Williamson NFL at BD Peacock, please tell me that Pitts will be fine, especially in fantasy. Can you help us out, Matt, with that? Hopefully, because I am in that dilemma as well. I am heavily invested in Pitts. I think he's the freakiest receiver in the league. I, at this point, have no worries about the player. You know, is is, is Pitts not what we thought he is? Oh, no, he's every bit of what we thought he is. I mean, I have no doubts about who he is. Um, I think a little bit of it's bad luck, small sample, whatever you want to say. I mean, there's so much great information on numerous fantasy sites and the ones I trust the most are all screaming, buy low, buy low. If you can get anything, you know, go get them for 90 cents on the dollar, 80 cents on the dollar. And I'm in that that category as well. But there is a little bit of a disturbing problem. And this goes back to last year. You know, he's been in the league now two years. And so same with his coach in Atlanta, that he was at the top of the league in terms of tight ends, percentage of reps versus corners. Now, you would think, you know, he's 6'5 and 240. He should outmuscle those guys. Yeah, but they're lining him up outside the numbers and running wide receiver routes with him, you know. And doing that against Jari Alexander is a lot harder than doing it against, you know, Darius Leonard or, who you know, even a good linebacker or a good safety. So I think they might need to reexamine how they use him, maybe get him in motion in the middle of the field a little bit more. And I also think, as you know, I mean, the league kind of works in quarters, like four games, four games, four games, especially when there are 16 games. And, and I bet maybe like in that second quarter of the season, teams will start looking at Drake London going, man, maybe we shouldn't roll coverage to Pitts quite as much and London's killing us and maybe things open up for Pitts. You know what I mean? He's got 10 targets and only four receptions. So I think that's good news. He's still being targeted. He's the second most targeted receiver on the team behind rookie Drake London. He's got 19 targets and 13 catches. I think the problem is I'm a little bit more worried about Pitts than others maybe. And I think it's just because it's not a high-volume passing game. And Marcus Mariota is not a high-volume quarterback. I don't think Marcus Mariota is the type of guy who's going to wing it and let his guy go make plays on the football that you kind of need for a tight end. Um, I think there's work that needs to be done on offense – and I think they haven't been behind enough in games to start throwing the ball a ton. So maybe Pitts will get there. And to be honest with you, uh, and I like Marcus Mariota, but sure, I kind of want to see some Desmond Ritter late in the season. Let's chuck it from behind and just target the hell out of our star tight end. And, and maybe it'll turn around. But I am a little bit worried that he's not going to just have the volume to be that tight end one that I thought he was going to be this year. But I do think it will correct uh, even, uh, some, just maybe not all the way. Yeah, and I had him as my tight end one over Kelsey, over Andrews. Very unpopular, trust me. And um, I'm worried about that take, don't get me wrong. But And I think to your point, it's safe to say, can Atlanta offense really support two number one receivers? You know, I mean, London's yeah. acting as a one. I don't know that it can't. I would rather have, and, and this is the difference in having someone like Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, someone like Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen can make a star out of a number two receiver, whereas Atlanta, they, they might not be able to make a star out of their number one receiver, even if it was Pitts. Mm-hmm. And I still think in the end of the year, you know, Pitts might even lead that team in targets because it's still pretty close. But 
a little bit worried there. I hope he's not allergic to the end zone because hasn't said he scored one touchdown his whole life. I don't know how he can. He's the perfect <laughs> right. zone weapon, you know? Right. Athleticism, length, hops. Go give it to him. We'll see. But I'm a little worried, but I would be buying low on him for fantasy. <laughs> um, let's go to this question about Tom Brady. How many of Tom Brady's quarterback contemporaries would have equaled or outperformed his career accomplishments if they magically replaced him as Patriots Bucks quarterback in every season that Brady played. So, <laughs> you know, cut it off for the equals are sort of like Matt Ryan, Tony Romo. Um, I mean, I think, you know, if you put Peyton Manning with Bill Belichick, they would have won a ton of Super Bowls. Would have they been in the exact same? Would have been more? I have no, that's so hard to say. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the more interesting question is this sort of cutoff he's talking about. What if, what about other quarterbacks like Tony Romo, Matt Ryan? How many, how many Super Bowls do they win? Does it look kind of close to what Tom Brady did? Or is it like maybe they get one? I think the real answer is none. You know, in terms of six rings, what, nine appearances, you know, the longevity. I know that's not what the question's framed around. Nobody's going to last that long. But I really think the answer is no one ever would have been as successful. Because this is, you know, a one per, a, a point point zero zero one percent thing. But I've said for years... Close your eyes and picture a world where Brady's a Packer and Rodgers is a is a Patriot. I think Rodgers' resume would be much stronger than it is now, which I think is potentially a top five guy ever already. He may have four rings, you know, which ain't too shabby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. No, that's that's a perfect way to say it. I don't. You, you can't say with confidence that anybody would equal what he right. did. But I think a lot of those guys would have done a lot more, especially guys like Rodgers and you know maybe even Breeze. Mm-hmm. And they would have more than, you know, than, than they do as far as as the rings that they have. And I think the best argument for Brady is that he went to Tampa and then still won a Super Bowl. Right. So it wasn't yeah. just Belichick. And so that's hundred percent. I know we're up against it, but Rodgers and yeah. Peyton are the only two I would even think are maybe could do duplicate. Right. Not Ben, I, not Ryan, not Romo, you know. I'd buy the argument, but yeah, it's hard to say anybody could do what Brady did. A great question. Thanks for all the questions. Apologies to the ones we did not get to. Matt and I back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.